Yeah, that was a that was a long time, and it was it was the like picturesque. All of us, way too much spiced wine, uh, my our, our our patented glue vine, uh, and and yes, it was snowing, uh, close to midnight, singing songs. I think we didn't we even have like the fire pit going a little bit too. Yeah. Ah, so great. That was so that was great. a good night. It was a very good night. <laughs> God, I hate global warming Christmas. I hate everything yeah. post twenty twenty almost. It's right. Ugh. Yeah, it 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 was. It is. It's uh, this. Um, what would this be? The like two hundred second century, if I did my math right, or decade? Yes, two hundred. Yes, two hundred second decade. Yeah, it really sucks so far. Um, <laughs> I distinctly remember running into another grad student. It's like January twenty twenty after winter break. And she was saying like, oh, yeah, hey, Josh, happy new year. Happy new year. Um, how are you feeling? Like, And I told her, I said, like, I, I got a good feeling, you know, call me, you know, <laughs> call me crazy. I just have this optimism about 2020. I think it's going to be great. And holy shit, <laughs> was, I, was I wrong about that? Um, and yet the worst thing, Mark, like the worst thing, I'm almost, I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, man, you know, 2022? I got a good feeling about 2022. <laughs> Do I say that out loud? I don't know. I don't know if I can say that out don't loud. Don't say it. They'll hear you. Right. Right. Precisely. Precisely. So, well, you know who we do want to hear us? Who's that? Our listeners. Yeah. We always want our listeners to hear us. It's literally what we call them. And uh, hello, everybody, and welcome once again to a brand new episode of the Two Wizards podcast here from the comfort of wherever you are. Yeah, wherever you are. Um, but uh, I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard, and I'm knocking on all the bits of wood around me when I say I got a feeling about 2022. But that's still that's still a ways off. That's still a ways off in the future. We don't have to worry about that yet. Not 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 for another like what nine days or whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, something. Like um, and my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard, and I am hastily trying to chew up some mint cookie because. I didn't eat today, but I have mint cookies that oh, my Mrs. Wizard made, so num, go. num, num. Yeah. Actually, well, f- 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 funny you mentioned that, because I, I was talking about having this lunch, and it was kind of a big one, and we didn't really have dinner either. Uh, but knowing that we were going to be recording and um, having something rather special in our Wizard's Chalices, I was like, okay, I should probably get like a peanut butter sandwich. And so, yeah, I just, hur- I just hurried and fixed myself a peanut butter sandwich. So you, so you have your mint cookies, I have my sandwich. And, uh, Hell yeah! Well, and and also uh, very quickly speaking of cookies, uh, listeners who follow us on social media saw some updates that I had a little uh, cookery magic or bakery magic going oh, yeah. on. I uh, made some uh, biscochitos. These how did they come out? Um, I think I may have added too many, either like too much lard or too much liquid, because um, like the dough was a lot softer. Like it's usually pretty firm, um, but this one was like a little softer. And then when they baked, they came out lighter. Um, and I, I, mm. I honestly like a little, a little denser uh, kind of biscuit chip. But they're fine; they're still edible. And I, you better believe I'm gonna like be shoveling these into my mouth um, <laughs> between now and Christmas <laughs> Day. So, 
Um, and then, and I think why I think it was maybe liquid too, because um, part of the recipe calls for like a splash of orange juice or even like uh, apple juice in some instances, but some sort of fruit juice. And I had a little leftover lime juice. And, okay. And yeah, so I, and I, I, I think I did maybe mismeasured or whatever. So not only are these biscochitos like kind of uh, crisp and light and airy, but they're also like he- citrus heavy. <laughs> Okay. Which again isn't kind of different. Yeah, it's different. It's not specifically a bad thing, but uh, so yeah, it's my uh, anti-scurvy biscochitos for, <laughs> for this year's Christmas. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Well, speaking of you know getting up to magic and mayhem and so forth. True, mm-hmm. Josh. We have a very special uh, wizard's chalice tonight. We do, and I'm kind of proud because. For one of the few times in my life, I'm actually like following through on something I promised. Because um, we, because we, I threw this out half jokingly about like, yeah, what are what if we come up with like weird uh, variations, weird 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 takes on the Great White Buffalo, and maybe that's our like full month of December Wizard's Chalice. But then we both realize that's way too much dairy, and we're already like <laughs> so much dairy. Yeah, and we already get like phlegmy and weird enough and coughing as we're recording, so we don't want to do that. But we did cycle back, and uh, yeah, so we do have on deck um, the Great White Buffalo, but also challenging ourselves, coming up with, uh, I guess we, we can call these the Great White Buffalo variants, the new yes, the new yeah. species that we're welcoming into our buffalo herd, uh, and why don't you start us off, Mark? What, what, what sort of like take on the Great White Buffalo do you have uh, this time? Well, so mine is, I, I'm going to call this one, and you're going to have to bear with me here. I looked up the translation. Mm-hmm. This is my Veliki uh, Ruski Buivol, and that translates out into uh, Great Russian Buffalo. Okay. And what I've got before me is essentially a Moscow mule with Fireball replacing the vodka. Oh, I love it. I love I'm it. I'm drinking it out of my copper mug. I've got mm. a wedge of lemon in there. And yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. And then as a backup, if this is super bad, which I can almost guarantee it will be, I'm doing my Buffalo Rocket Fuel. That's right, Josh. It's one of those awful crayon orange seltzers that made me real, real mean with some fireball in it. Well, those I'm I'm excited vicariously to kind of like taste those and, and hear, hear how those come out. And so, so, but that also kind of prompts me. And I remember floating this question, like what, what makes a drink a buffalo? Um, and, and I think we agreed like definitely fireball. And then mm-hmm. I kind of had this realization too, and I wanted to float it by you. I think also like having a sprinkle of something because in the great white Buffalo, there's oh. a sprinkle of cinnamon. And so I don't yeah. know, maybe in my mind's eye, that's what makes a Buffalo drink, a Buffalo drink, a, a great Buffalo drink, whatever. Um, hmm. okay. And so it's, so in, in prepping mine, like, one of the first thoughts was like, oh, hot chocolate, but A, everybody does that already, and B, that's still just more dairy and phlegm, and uh, yeah. I could barely make it through a podcast with that. So, and, and I was I was honestly kind of struggling. I was that dad on uh, Christmas Eve, uh, 8.49 p.m., is like shops are closing down, like, I got to buy a present. What am I going to do? <laughs> and so I'm walking around the grocery store. I'm looking around, and what do I see in the juice aisle? Uh-oh. Luza, L-O-O-Z-A is the company. I see a jar of banana juice. Okay. And I think 
this might just be crazy enough to work. So I and and you have to help me up with the name because I have no idea. I, 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 I racked my brain. I couldn't come up with like a fitting name. So what's like yeah. banana juice, fireball, and then I did a little sprinkle of cinnamon and, and uh, we had some uh, nutmeg. I was thinking like maybe oh. like the maybe like the great Jamaican buffalo. I don't know. Uh, the buffaloes from Brazil. Oh, okay. The great Brazilian buffalo. I don't know. I kind of like that. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Um, take, get into it and we'll figure it okay, out. Okay, yeah. So, so maybe that's too. So yeah, yeah. So I have with me, and it's already kind of like uh, separating out again. I had to shake this jar like crazy. <laughs> but uh, here we go. Yeah. Bu- uh, uh, banana juice, fireball, and little spices on top. Here's on you, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's that's funky. <laughs> good funky, bad funky. I think mostly good funky. Um, okay. The ingredient list said that it add that it had some citrus added, which like okay, sure. So yeah, maybe too much citrus in the biscuitos, too much citrus in whatever we end up calling this thing, but. Uh yeah, that's hmm, that's the thing. How was how's your uh Russian buffalo there? It's kind of weird that um the cinnamon in the fireball really hits the like ginger. Mm. So it's like it's a it's a burn going down. Yeah. It's a real burn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well yeah, you know, that's the thing with these undomesticated new variant, new new buffalo variants. They are a little rough. They're a little wild and <laughs> They're not as easy to tame as, as the old standby, but you know we'll we'll see how these taste uh, as we get through our episode here. But um, okay, and yeah. and speaking of, we we also have unfinished business to attend to from last week. Yes, we do, and I guess we might as well get into it. So last week, Josh, we were talking about like light phenomena that occurred way high up in the sky, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really UFOs so much as it was luminous chipmunks in most cases. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, this week, I want to just round out that little bit with, uh, you could call it more down-to-earth lights, if that makes any sense. Mm, okay, yeah. This is stuff that, like, it doesn't happen way up in the sky, and it could be, you know, any number of things. This is on the ground, and it's probably only one thing. Oh. <laughs> um, so before we get too deep into that, I'm going to cite my sources like I am want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. So sites.pit.edu, com. Uh, Mexican Wikipedia. And then once again, I have Wonders in the Sky by Jacques Vallée and Chris Aubeck and Oddities in Print by Adam Benedict. I forgot his name, which is weird. I never forget that dude's name. But yeah. Oh, no, perfect. All right. So, okay. So, yeah, less kind of celestial strange lights here closer to the Earth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which and, and and also still still not things like Saint Elmo's fire, right? Because we already mm-hmm. sort of said like, no, that's a separate thing, and maybe worthy of another episode. But, um, but okay, but yeah. So like other weird floating lights, other weird floating lights. These are on the ground, hmm. and it's gonna get kind of weird. Number one, these things are everywhere, hmm. and I'm trying to like go through and like i'm not just gonna like give a book report on country to country and then in ontario canada they have the off wall light ha and it looks like this and it's blue but they're everywhere that's the big one 
And I think for our purposes tonight, we can really classify these down into two groups. Okay. And the first one is, it's just a light. Just a light, that's all it is, it's just a light. But then the other group is, it's a thing that's carrying this light. Oh, interesting. It's going to get weird. Uh, we're going to use a couple terms interchangeably, mostly ghost light and will-o'-the-wisp, mm. but... Everybody has one of the two of these in their culture, in their history. They're just there. It's a naturally occurring phenomenon, and everyone has them, and everyone sees them. Well, also, just uh, uh, ghost light, I think, also kind of, like, conjures up something else to you and me specifically, because, like, in theater, that's, like, a specific thing, too. Yeah, yeah, like the sodium lights. Well, and so the the other thing is, like, whenever... Whenever, like, every rehearsal's done or, or a show's done for the night and you close up everything and everything goes dark, uh, tradition and, like, standard practices, like, you, you keep one light uh, on stage still still on. Like, even though nobody else is That's there. Right. And, and, all, and everybody That's else is gone. Right. And there's a couple reasons for that. Like, one is like, oh, no, because... When the theater ghosts come out at night, like that's their that's how they do their plays, which is cute. Uh, but I think also just more practically, having a ghost light, you walk into a like a pitch dark, like a completely black theater, and you don't want it to like run into any scenery. You don't want to like crash into lighting equipment or whatever, you know. So having some light on just so you can see, I think that's also part of it too. But um, that that's right. I have been out of the theater for a very long time. No, it's um, <laughs> it, it it I'm been in the theater for way too much recently, and I got to get out and finish finish that and go on to other things. But anyway, okay. So, uh, but you but also for our purposes, just some sort of like spectral, ooky spooky kind of light thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, come to find out, most cultures aren't really clever in what they name this shit except for white folks up in europe and we're going to get into that a little bit later but <laughs> okay yeah by and large it's like oh it's a ghost light or the spook light or the haunt light and okay cool yeah <laughs> um so we're going to start off i want to start off with the non-light category we're going to call these goblins we're going to call these fairies we're going to call these pixies <laughs> Okay. And they're everywhere, and they're either ghosts, or they are goblins, or they are elves, if you're, you know, Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. Oh, it can also be the devil. A lot of times, it's the uh, devil. Makes sense. It's a, it, it can be a ghost, it can be a spirit. I found some that, like, the light itself is a tortured soul, and it it's picking up an ember from hell. Whoa. Because it's not allowed to go to heaven because they were a bad person. Mm-hmm. But the devil, most of the time in this, in these scenarios, they were trying to trick the devil out of something that pissed the devil off somehow. And when they died, they were too bad to go to heaven. But the devil was mad at him, so he wouldn't let him go to hell. But he gave them, like, one single solitary ember of hell. And was like, all right, you have this now. That's your reminder for the rest of eternity. Go hang out with the baptized babies in limbo. Like, <laughs> okay, stuff like that. Yeah. All right, all right. So, like, our first example, or whatever you want to call it, our, our first case study of the night, literally half of these are called something of the something. In this case, it's going to be Jack of the Lantern, Lantern Jack, Jack O the Lantern, Jack Wit a Lantern. It's So, first one is Lantern Jack, and this one's coming out of Wales. Mm. Okay, so first one is Lantern Jack out of Wales, and this guy is pretty much, he's really just a dick. More than anything, this guy's a dick. You don't ever see Lantern Jack himself, but you see his lantern and you see the light that he's carrying. You can also hear him laughing raucously, like, in the middle of the night at his own dickishness. He thinks he's hilarious. (laughs) It is also said that this laughter is not unlike the sudden loud neighing of a horse, so maybe we're misidentifying horse sounds in the dark night. (laughs) 
But you can see Lantern Jack light, Lantern Jack's lights on dark nights, and he goes up and down sheep paths on hillsides. And the idea is that he's just trying to get somebody to go out there and look at him. Because if you go look at him, he's going to lead you astray. Mm. And that's his whole job, is to lead you astray. And like all these ghost lights, he's a real dick, and he will lead you astray into a bog or into a marsh or off a cliff. Or if your boat's on the ocean, they'll lead you into wrecking on land. Because, ha, 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 I was a lighthouse. Oh, dang. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. It's like, it's like an anti-lighthouse. It's like a light to like, no, come here. Come this crash. Yeah. So you usually see uh, Lantern Jack is like this little tiny speck of blue clear fire. And it'll move like up the middle of the path until it has your attention. And then the flame gets brighter and br- brighter until you go blind. And after that, you're at Jack's mercy, and he's just going to lead you wherever the hell you want to go. Mm. Or wherever the hell he wants to go. Interesting. Okay. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. well, kind of fun and nooky spooky. Yeah, well, th- it also makes me think of, um, <laughs> like, the one thing that, that immediately leapt to my mind is uh, this silly, very, very silly cartoon that I would watch when I was a kid called Freakazoid. And oh yeah! And in one episode, uh, Freakazoid encounters this this being called Candlejack, and like it's kind of like a mashup of like a couple different things. Like it sounds like a like a like a Jack and the Lantern thing, uh, but then there's also like a little bit of like Bloody Mary, kind of thrown into like if you say his name, I don't know, like like two times or something like that. Then he then he shows up, um, and it's just it's just very very silly. Um, <laughs> Candlejack scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like, yeah, no, it was because well, you just you, you say his name and then he come and comes and takes you. Right, and then and then that, that's also part of it too. So like when you're saying that that this one this this Welsh one kind of like leads people astray. That was that made me think. But um, although in this instance, uh, instead of like I don't know like leading people off or um, something like that, uh, uh, Freakazoid's Candlejack uh, drives them via chartered bus. Um, <laughs> Straight up, I own both seasons of that, and man, it is the best $15 I've ever spent. That is on my wish list. That's, okay, it's not too late to send a letter to Santa, right? So like, okay. Not at all. JK, I want, yeah, the complete Freakazoid uh, box set, because it's so good. So good. So good. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's Lantern Jack. Now we're going to go to Jack O'Lantern, oh. and he's out of Denmark. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Really, really not a lot of, um, what do you call that, originality in the naming conventions here. Sure. So Jack of the Lantern out of Denmark. This is uh, another dickish spirit who takes the form of the man, and he will do the same deal, but instead of leading people, you know, blindly around sheep paths for the fun of it, he will lead them directly into bogs. Uh. Just, just to kill them, because it's funnier that way. <laughs> I guess bogs are a real problem up in Denmark. Uh, the best defense against a Jack O' Lantern is to flip your hat inside out. Oh, I don't know why. Hmm. You flip your hat inside out and put it back on your head. Uh, again, you don't point at it or call it out if you see it because that's what's going to bring it closer to you. And once it's close to you, that's all. It's good. That's it. You're done. It's right. over. Game over, man. Right. No, I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's also yeah. That's that's kind of reminded me of like the weird. Uh, um, uh, oh, I forget the name of the yokai, but the like spinning wheel one where, yeah, like same thing, like 
uh, Juan Yudo. Yeah, that's right. If, if you see this thing going, just, yeah. just let it be. Don't don't draw attention to it. Don't don't point it out. It's just doing its thing. Uh, In a classic case of one wizard preceding the other wizard, uh, I was totally going to mention Juan Yudo because uh, it literally it's the same idea, a giant fireball that right. fucks with people. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> so after that, uh, we have the Will of the Wisp out of Germany and Poland. But this isn't the Will of the Wisp like a light. No, 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 Josh, this is a mischievous little gnome who leads people astray at nighttime or in a deep fog. And they'll cause them to lose their way and end up in, what's that? Yeah, that's right, a swamp. <laughs> so many swamps and all of this. Just and all. I guess I didn't realize that Europe was this swampy, but... <laughs> I, yeah, I guess uh, apparently... Like peat bogs in the highlands is kind of what I took it as. It's like, yeah, whatever, but man, everyone is terrified of swamps and bogs. And like lights leading them <laughs> to those, <laughs> those places. It is. It's, it's, it's like the... As we've talked about before, like the fact that these kind of like archetypes keep showing up over and over again, like like the collective unconscious or whatever. But yeah, it's like... Oh man, I just like got through my tour of Europe and let me tell you, it was a huge disappointment. I was there in Wales and got led into a bog by this weird light. And then I went to went to Denmark and thought like, okay, well, you know, this will be we'll landed in another bog. <laughs> just like the getting led into swamp yeah, getting led into European swamp tours. Just stay away from those, man. Swamp tours. <laughs> it's it's MTV's catfish, yeah. but <laughs> instead of meeting a stranger online, you see a pretty ball of fire and <laughs> it leads you to a bog. <laughs> hey man, you said you're gonna take me home. <laughs> Swamp lights. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> These German slash Polish will of the wisps. Um, yeah, they're they're jerks. They'll lead you astray. So really, the best defense about this is to not be curious about anything ever, because he takes they take advantage of the curious, and those are the first ones that, you know, they ensnare with their shiny, shiny, pretty lights, and you know, lead into said bogs. The best way to avoid them or render them harmless is to stay out of footpaths where a will of the wisp has power. But you should also always keep one foot in a wagon rut as you're walking. Mm-mm. This way, you always. It's it's the rut. The rut's right. not going to change the road, yeah. so you have your your direction, even in a you know deep fog. That's pretty. That's pretty smart. Um, that that makes a whole lot more yeah. sense than turning your hat inside out. But um, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's practical. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> pretty sound advice. <laughs> they are known to help some people who lose their way if you are nice to them and or offer them a generous payment. Okay, but. If you are dickish to them, they are very sensitive. I read somewhere where these German, where the German will of the wisps, they'll get upset if you make fun of them. If, apparently, there's a folk song that you can sing, and their name is in it, and they get pissed off. And if they hear you singing it, then they're gonna go try and bog you up. But then, um, if you you just pay them off, and they'll get you home. But make sure that you're home before you do anything, because. That's right. They can trick you with an illusion and maybe lead you to a home that's in a swamp. <laughs> also, the best way to avoid these things is to not be walking home drunk because they take a special delight in fucking with drunk folks. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> or, yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, Johan, how many times have I told you 
I'm, I'm, I'm tired of you spending all night at the beer garden. Nine, minor Frau, it wasn't me. It was the will of the wisp. It's like, Johan, don't tell me that. You're, you're wet. You're, you're down playing in the bog. It's like, I wasn't playing. The will of the wisp brought me there. <laughs> Oof, I have such a headache. <laughs> you're all muddy. I just washed this floor. <laughs> Uh, when, so yeah. they'll offer to lead drunks home and stuff, right? But they like fucking with the drunks, so they'll lead them around until they get, they're too drunk to stand up anyway. Mm-hmm. So they'll like black out and try and sleep it off. At that point, the uh, Will of the Wisp will turn extra dickish and light their feet on fire to wake them back up <laughs> so that it can continue to torment them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's uh, Germ- German... <laughs> Ghosts and goblins and things just just never change, never change. <laughs> oh man! Another side note: we have the uh, Godorf out of Germany. This is another Will of the Wisp, but this is the ones that are sensitive. They're from a ve- they're from a region that. So okay, God, I don't know what's wrong with me, Josh. I I should have written this down, and like half of it I didn't. I'm just like, no, it's fine. Oh. We'll just read that and say note, and you'll know what you were talking about. <laughs> Um, so these, once again, are little creatures, probably gnomes or fairies, and they like to lead unsuspecting travelers away. Ha, ha, ha. Mm, yep. But on top of that, they can't take a joke if, you know, you throw it back at them because they get super pissed off. There is a local story, and it goes like this, Josh. One day a maiden, passing along a stretch of ground at nightfall, began to sing all the songs she knew to beguile the loneliness of the way and inspire her courage. Having soon come to the end of her scanty repertoire, she carelessly sang a mocking ditty about the Herswitch, who is the guy we're talking about, also known as the Gordorf, mm. who, enraged at her impudence, came rushing toward her threateningly, brandishing his tiny lantern. With a cry of terror, the girl began to run, closely pursued by the sprite, who, in punishment for her derisive song, napped his wings in her face and frightened her so badly she became an idiot. <laughs> Since then, the young people of Germany have never dared sing the mocking refrain or caref- and carefully avoided mentioning the hair switch's name after nightfall, lest they should arouse in some way his anger. <laughs> so scared you go dumb. Literally Lovecrafted her. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's too far. Which, okay, but, but also, to be fair, like if you're walking home at night... You're kind of bored, you're kind of lonely, maybe maybe even like a little scared. And so you sing a little song to kind of cheer yourself up. And then, yeah, out of the blue, here comes like a little like a like a little lantern, like like running after you. Yeah, that would that would freak me the hell out. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And last week we talked about luminous chipmunks and these seem like, <laughs> I guess, luminous raccoons because they're not as afraid of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they were willing to come up and, like, see, like, hey, you got any food? You got anything I can have? Do you have anything shiny? Oh, wait, you're drunk? I'll set your feet on fire. <laughs> Why don't I lead you into a bog? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think Oh, luminous... man, you know what would make your fi- flaming feet so much better? Some of that good old bog yeah. water. <laughs> oh, God, take me there. Take me there now. Yeah. Yes, I think uh, <laughs> luminous raccoons... Um, or even like squirrels. Like squirrels can can be they can be a little braver than chipmunks. Again, if you if they think that they're gonna get something to eat out of it. Um, but Lu- luminous Canadian geese. Oh, geese it. are dicks anyway. Yeah. 
There it is. There it is. Mystery solved. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> oh, join us next week. Yeah, on join, two join us podcast. next week. Uh, go find some banana juice somewhere. Import it. <laughs> How is it? Is it has it gotten to breathe it's, at all? Is it kind just, of melted, dis- distributed, or is it it's, rugged? It's a little bit. It's, it's just funky. It's just funky, man. Like that sort of like weird. Again, like I can't describe it other than like. Because it's not quite like a banana like milkshake or a banana like cream pie. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like that, but it's ah, it's just weird. It's just weird. It is kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> I'm gonna try really hard not to walk into any bogs, but we do have a little creek that runs by us, so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh God, Josh, be careful. <laughs> we'll just have to see. But <laughs> I mean, I gotta work at three in the morning and. I know there's no bogs in between here and there, but it's Alamosa. They tend to, you know, overwater all the fields. Right, yeah. So I can't, I can't be sure, you right. know. You can't be too careful. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next up, we have these little shitheads out of Wales called the, and I don't know, this is Welsh. I am real, real sorry about all this, mm-hmm. but it's Welsh. I don't even know. The Eliadan. Oh, Okay. How we, uh, okay, yeah, a lot of how, L's, that, yeah, lot, a couple Y's, couple E's, yeah. Ellie, um, and Dan? something like that. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't even. There's like the double D in Welsh that makes it that soft th, and I don't know. Y- yeah, but this comes out of British goblins, Welsh folklore, fairy mythology, legends and traditions. Um, out by Samson Lowe, Marston Searle, and Rivington, 1880. Mm. I, I like these a lot. I got this is off of that sites.pit.edu. It had this big, uh, what do you call that? Big collection of all these. Yeah. But this yeah. is like the original 1800s. These are you know what people are writing, and you can tell that they're writing this in the 1800s because they're also gacked out of their brains on cocaine. <laughs> what follows is one of these gacked out of my brains on goblin powder. <laughs> like all goblins of this class, the Eliadan was of course seen dancing about in marshy grounds, into which it led the belated wanderer. But as distinguished residents in Wales had witty said, the poor elf is now starved to death and his breath is taken from him. His light is quenched for forever by the improving farmer who has drained the bog. And instead of the rank decay of vegetation in autumn where the bitterns and snipes delight, delighted to secrete themselves, crops of corn and potatoes are now grown. So it's not so much a goblin thing as it is, you know, hey, we're going to improve this nasty bog land, drain it, and then farm the super super rich soil oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. yeah 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 hmm. this is also another name given to the puaka and or the puka josh <gasps> and you might know pukas from yeah i know pukas you know pukas what's a pukas so uh so a uh, puka is another like yeah delightful little welsh creature um this this thing to my knowledge it can sh- it, it can it can assume any form it can it can shape shift mm-hmm. um but i think the one that particularly likes is being a horse mm-hmm. and yeah and then it just also kind of like it, it's it is it's that sort of like kind of likes to play tricks on people generally kind of good spirited but if you piss it off it'll it'll do much worse things um and at least how i kind of first encountered a puka and i think how a lot of americans encounter puka is through the well-known uh stage play and then uh movie adaptation harvey because Harvey the Rabbit is a puka, and that oh. and that was the very first play that I acted in 
in high school and led, uh, what is this, like uh, 16, 17 years later to me being a theater PhD candidate was being in Harvey with with Harvey the Rabbit, the puka. That's crazy. Sunrise, sunset. Sunrise. Sunrise, sunset. fireball, set. <laughs> also, just real quick. Well, yeah. two maybe two quick things. The Mrs. Wizard and I, she she entered a lottery and got uh, really good tickets to go see uh, Fiddler on the Roof. So we just saw that last week, and it was great. It was wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, oh, nice. mentioning Sunrise, Sunset. Uh, and then uh, just one other kind of follow-up with uh, being in Harvey. So as I've mentioned, folks, I'm super tall. I'm like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and the thing about Harvey is he is not only is he an invisible rabbit, but he's also supposed to be like a tall... Like, I think in the script it varies. I think sometimes in the script it says Harvey is 6'1". Other times Harvey is said to be like six and a half feet tall. And so that was hilarious doing the, doing this version. Because my character, Elwood P. Dowd, is like, Oh yeah, Harvey's very tall. You can't miss him. He's about the same height as I am. <laughs> he's, he's almost as tall as me. <laughs> so I was like, well, that kind of ruins the... Like, I'm not cute little Jimmy Stewart. I'm like, whoa, I wore a Harvey. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, those are my last two little notes about pukas. But tell us more. <laughs> no, need, need to learn more about pukas. Yeah, so this... Um this little bit also comes from the aforementioned British goblins and so forth. Mm-hmm. This form presents a peasant. So this is the basic story. And he mm-hmm. talks about how all these accounts are interchangeable with like local names of the thing, but they're all the same. All these sightings are the exact same type of deal. This form presents a peasant who is returning home from his work or from a fair when he sees a light traveling before him. Looking closer, clo- looking closer, he perceives that it is carried by a dusky little figure holding a lantern or candle at arm- arm's length over his head. He follows it for several miles, only to find himself on the brink of a frightful precipice. From far down below, there rises to his ears the sound of a foaming torrent. At the same moment, the little goblin with the lantern springs across the chasm, alighting on the opposite side, raises the light again high over its head, utters a loud and malicious laugh, blows out the candle, and disappears up the opposite hill, leaving the awestruck peasant to get home as best he can. (laughs) And that is the worst thing that I can imagine. Right, yeah. That's woof. <laughs> After the Dan, whatever weird Scott, uh, Welsh word and or pukas, we have pixie lights, and I bet you can guess what those are, Josh. They're just little little fairy lights, little pixie lights, little floating floating yeah. fairy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lights carried by literally pixies. It says it makes a point to distinguish pixies from fairies and so forth. But there you go. Mm. Uh, Cornish pixie lights are said to be carried by like uh, by a thing called a colt pixie, and its favorite thing to do is to turn into a horse. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and one of the neat things about, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but the motion of will of of like will o wisp lights, it kind of looks like the bobbing of a horse, like in a in kind of a trot. Oh, neat. Like if you were to like focus on like its breast, just like the up and down motion of a horse, mm-hmm. kind of trotting or running. That's pretty neat. Um. Yeah, but cult pixies are kind of fun, too, because they're the only ones that like to screw with something that isn't human. They like to mess with horses. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, rounding out our list of weird, awful, humanoid, whatever you want to call it, lights, are Spunkies out of Scotland. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there's so many of these names mm. that are just so great and kind of dumb. But yeah, Spunkies are the ghosts of Link Boys. And I guess Link Boys mm. were a thing, and it was just little... It was just kids that carried lanterns and helped travelers get from point A to point B. Oh, interesting. You know, before electric lights and flashlights and so forth. Sure. But this is the ghost of one. So now instead of leading people home, he leads them to their doom. Oh. <laughs> I wrote doom in super big letters, but I didn't want to yell it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and spunkies are also the ones that are said to cause the shipwrecks because they're feeling particularly dickish. Mm. Man, I just... It, uh, I'm, I'm sure there are just full-on uh, entire podcasts dedicated just to, like, the myths and fanciful creatures and fairies, like, of, of the of the British Isles. Because, yeah. Like, There's a ton. And, like, we think that, like, the, like, grim fairy tales get dark. Like, no, man. Like, you... There's some... There's definitely some things that I would not want to, like, come across in, like, the Scottish Highlands or, uh, yeah, like, the Welsh high country like no no thank you i i don't want to talk to you mr six and a half foot tall rabbit even though we'd make a great basketball team i don't want to talk to you i'm not trying i don't want any trouble i'm just trying to make my way back to my hostel here i'm gonna put one foot in the uh like wagon wheel rut that's a little trick i picked up uh backpacking (laughs) through germany and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make it back i don't want to i don't want none of that I don't need none of that nonsense. Right. <laughs> and I don't know. Those are... I like the idea that everybody has the same type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's unexplained phenomenon. It's it's what's this weird blue light in the middle of the moor? Well, surely it's not swamp gas. It's, it's definitely a Jack O'Lantern mm-hmm. with his lantern. And... Don't go looking into him because he's going to, you know, deceive you. So just take it, what I'm saying, at face value. But then this is everywhere. So everybody's been taking it at face value, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and... We're all in the same boat collectively, and now we can't sing fun songs <laughs> at night because you're going to piss somebody off. And Well, and I, I, you know, I consider myself, like, you know, a pretty educated guy. Someone who's kind of up, up, up and, you know, up to date on current events and things like that. But I guess... I didn't realize just how serious a problem um, across the world people falling into bogs or like getting led into swamps. Like I didn't, I didn't realize. Like maybe we need a new, like yeah, there was like the ice bucket challenge. There was you know, there's there's the Susan Susan G. Komen uh, like 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 breast cancer thing, like race race walks everywhere. We need to come up with something to like prevent people uh, stumbling into bogs and then either. Uh, wetting their pants, or even like, yeah, like turning into like bog zombies, like like like, like peat zombies. Um, well, I, I hate to ruin this for you, Josh, but we tried. We had our chance. Oh yeah, yeah. Donald Trump was gonna drain the swamp. <laughs> He's man. gonna drain the swamp, guys. If we just give him, <laughs> if we would have given him four more years, if we could have just put up with it, put up with it for four more years, we, you know, that was that was a real menace. It's not. Russian dossiers and uh, small hands or whatever. Like, no, we need to just have to like get get rid of the spunky menace. I mean, outside of being what six foot two or three or whatever, like he kind of checks all the other boxes for being one of these little ghost light bastards. He kind of does. 
Listen, I'm, I'm going to get you home. It's going to be the fastest route. It's incredible. Everybody says so. Believe me. And then, yeah, when you, like, make... When you like make fun of him, if you like sing a little song about him making fun of him, yeah, he also loses his mind and sends out like I a heard tweet what you storm. said about me on the TikToks. I'm gonna get rid of the TikToks. <laughs> it's gonna be incredible. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, so yeah, like there's a couple, there's a this guy he's walking around. He sees this light kind of floating around. It's like, what is that thing? And it's Donald Trump on Twitter on his phone, um, <laughs> <laughs> walking up in the you know, like <laughs> darkness. The... <laughs> Oh God! Oh man. actually, or that's the other thing too, right? Like, um, yeah, I wonder how many. I wonder if there's been like an uptick in, um, yeah, various like jack o' lanterns or lantern jack or will of the wisp. I wonder if there's been an uptick in those sightings because there are people on their cell phones uh, playing Pokemon Go or um, doing, doing doing stuff like that too, right? Yeah, I yeah, because we. I, it makes you wonder. I mean, it, or also, what are we not seeing because we are true. so busy? You yeah, know? I guess that's it. True too. Yeah, like you, you, you're these, so these poor little lantern jacks are trying to fuck with us, and we're so busy <laughs> playing Pokemon Go or whatever. We just don't. We don't even see it. We just right. ignore them all together, and they're just oh, yeah. all right, never mind. I'll, I'll fuck off. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we'll get. Uh, um, yeah, well, like we'll do a mashup here. It's it's like raising awareness of walking into bogs, but it's raising awareness that too few people are walking into bogs. And like here comes Sarah McLaughlin now, like in the arms of a spunky, walk into the bog. Don't make fun of the Gordorf or whatever his name was. Gordorf, yeah. Or he'll make you real dumb. <laughs> Every year, <laughs> countless teens are too busy on their goddamn phones instead of getting led to certain doom by the by the fay of Central Europe of, 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 of yeah of, of, of continental Europe and and the British Islands. And there's like a little like slow can or there's a slow slow camera pan shot to like this like toothy malevolent. Um, yeah, spunky there going, he, who? <laughs> Donald Trump's holding his little lantern shaking in the corner. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, I know, like, I hate to interrupt our flow here, but... Um, no, no, not at all. But this, this... Uh, Whatever we end up calling this, this, this banana buffalo, it, it's, it, it's been kicking my butt. So I, I had to, you know, I had to take a minute and like run down to the kitchen, mix some milk in, add a little more fireball. So I guess, I don't know, this is like half and half now, half great white buffalo, half, man, like what's the thing with banana juice? Cause it's just so weird. It's such Isn't a random. Isn't that a thing on, um, what is Avatar, Last Airbender? Isn't that a thing? That's what the guru <gasps> gives Aang is like yes. banana and onion milk or some shit. No, okay. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, so you're you're drinking the last air bison. That's what you're drinking, <laughs> and hopefully that's the last one you ever have to drink. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's so good. That's so brilliant. Last air bison. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I knew it. I knew it. I, I knew, like, because I, you know, not that I spend, like, hours thinking about it. It's like, I can't come up with a name. But I'm not going to force it. I'm just going to, like, float this by committee, see what Mark has. And God damn it. Did, you did not disappoint, man. You, you <laughs> as, as I knew you would, you know, like, 
bottom of the ninth, two outs, uh, tie ball game, and you and you just smash it out of the park. You had the great the great air bison, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. The air- yeah. Appa? Appa the Appa, yes. Yeah, oh my god, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so where are you at now? It's banana juice and fireball and a little bit more milk? Uh, yeah, it's to, like... like, level it off? Yeah, it's it, it's like roughly half banana juice, half uh, uh, milk. So, so it is. It's kind of like a not as thick um, and like, like melted uh, banana milkshake kind of thing so so yeah that's a lot just whatever like funky there's some weird funkiness going on but because banana juice is funky so i don't know (laughs) Uh, yeah i um i switched up i got a i have a regular old school great white buffalo fireball and two percent organic milk over ice with just a dash of cinnamon yeah that's it well okay if i were really hardcore then i'd try and add some onions to this but you know small small steps small steps. do you have any onion powder in your pantry Ooh, we can make well, this a reality well i did I, I did talk about in my mind in in my head canon what makes a buffalo drink a buffalo is a fireball and then something sprinkled on top i could i could run back yeah. downstairs and get some onion powder but but, I but, mean, but maybe not either though because i don't want to hear you throw up on mike that'd be well, true this is also true and I'm already kind of like there's no a fucking way that it. could be good like yeah. at all. No way, no way at all. So okay, <laughs> so let's talk about something much more kind of like down to earth, literally. <laughs> oh, he's like, he's oh. like, li- okay, so yeah, I guess uh, lessons learned. Just don't go out at night. Um, stay away from bogs. Don't get led into bogs. Um, don't <laughs> sing songs making fun of little. Lantern Goblin guys. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair mm-hmm. enough. Fair enough. Well, so we're out of the realm of like, what do you call that? Paranormal entities wielding lights, and now we're just gonna go to the other, the other side of this coin, and that's just light lights. I don't even. I don't know a better way to call it. These are just straight up lights. Yeah, they're just lights. Yeah, these manifest as balls of fire or glowy objects. And yeah, we're just going to get into them now, and it's going to get real weird and not make a lot of sense, but it makes sense in the end, maybe. So, mm-hmm. once again, Will of the Wisps, these are also called um, Ignis Fatis, which is Latin for the giddy or foolish fire. Mm. They call them this because if you follow these lights, you're going to drown in a bog, and you're an idiot. Like, still the ever-present fear and danger of drowning in a bog, but this time you only have yourself to blame on it. Mm, okay, yeah, it's not a malevolent um, yeah. supernatural figure, right? It's, it's just your own damn self. Okay. Um, so these were first described, well, not first described, but one of the best accounts of these, the first time ever, we get from a Welsh poet, uh, Daffod Af Ap Gwilmth? God, I don't even know. Daffod Ap Welsh is crazy, Gwilmth. man. It's, 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 it and, is. And that's not like any sort of heat to, our, to any Welsh listeners that that we have like yeah between yeah like welsh and polish uh just the hate for any kind of vowels it, it it's hard it's just hard to like read so i i appreciate that you're doing your best i'm sure our welsh listeners are appreciating that you're that you're trying to it's not I'm like trying you're so hard right right it, it's not like you're some yeah like british dude like oh whatever here like no like you're, you're giving it i'm not try. sneering at it yeah yeah i'm right. not i'm not hating on it i just right. i just can't say it my i have a thick american idiot tongue like <laughs> well that that also yeah but uh, 
Oh, okay, so, so what did this Welsh uh, guy have to have to tell us? So he lived from 1320 to 1350, which is an amazingly short lifespan yeah, until you remember this that this guy. is the 1300s, so it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that these wisps came out of peat bogs where they were, quote, the haunt of many a wraith. Mm. So he's saying that, like, these things actively come out of peat bogs and marshes, and we're going to find out a little bit later. Well, yes. Yes, they do, Josh. Um, once again, out of Danish mythology, they describe a treasure light, and it's fire that burns. So it's a fire that burns above ground wherever fairy gold is buried. But you can only oh. find the gold if the light is burning over the top of it. Whoa. You can't, like, see it, make a note of it, and then dig it up yeah, later when the back. fire is extinguished. you got to go get it when the fire, you got to get when the getting's good. That's so cool. That's that. This made me think of like, yeah, in like, like either Zelda or Animal Crossing or other video game where yeah, there's like there's like mm-hmm. treasure, there's like buried treasure, but they're like little lights peeking through. That's super cool. Okay, sweet. Yeah, sweet. So they usually have these things. You usually see these things as a ball of blue or white light, mm. and it's usually fire, but it's always super dim and never hot enough to burn. You can. You you can touch this fire if you see it. It won't burn you. Okay, okay. Yeah, it'll jump up into the air. It can sit still. It can hover. It can bob around like the chest of a horse, like in the case with the Colt Pixies. That's, man, that's super cool. Yeah, they're, these are so much cooler. These are like, remember how cute the Min Min lights were and they just mm-hmm. kind of get curious and follow you? That's sort of what this stuff is, just a little bit. That uh, you can find them in forests or bogs or marshes or rivers or graveyards or churchyards. Mm. So they're everywhere. There's just balls of fire, balls of light that exist. And real quick, just take a moment and say these are not orb ghosts. Like, okay. you know, the, the orb phenomena with like ghosts. That's that's dust particle. That's that's all that is. It's just dust. But this is totally different. This shit's real. That's ah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, it's God, it's different. It's kind of fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But now we're gonna get into some cases, cause really that description is all you need. It's balls of fire that do fun shit. But I don't know. It makes me happy. So first we're gonna go to Oddities in Print by uh, Adam Benedict. This comes from the Irish Standard on October twelfth, eighteen eighty nine, out of Minnesota. Along the shores of Oneida Lake, there is an Indian's grave, where at times a weird and supernatural light makes an appearance. It is described as a ball of fire about the size of an orange, and sways to and fro in the air about 30 feet from the ground, confining its irregular movements to a space within about 100 square feet. People have attempted to go near enough to solve the mystery, but it would suddenly disappear before reaching it. A very peculiar story is told by neighbors near the spot. They claim many years ago the locality was part of an Indian reservation. A man by the name of Belknap frequently dreamed that there was a crock in the Indian cemetery containing immense treasures, and that if he went there at the hour when the graveyards yawn, he could secure it. I don't know what hour the graveyards yawn at, but I also don't want to know. <laughs> right, yeah. Don't want to find out. <laughs> These dreams were so repeated were repeated so often that they had a strong effect, and went there with pick and shovel, according to instructions, but failed to turn around three times when he found the crock, as the dream had directed. When he went to pick it up, he was stunned by a flash of lightning, and the crock disappeared. Since that time, the spot has been haunted by this mysterious light. 
Ghost lights in the graveyard. Oh, man. But also, they're not just in the graveyard, Josh. This comes from the Morning News, October 27, 1895, out of Georgia. Okay, so this comes out of Albany, Georgia, October 26th. Last night, a strange phenomenon presented itself to a party of young ladies and gentlemen of this city who went to a dance in the eastern section of the, con of the county. Several times during the journey to and from the dance, balls of fire springing from tiny sparks would gather around and dash together and under and around their vehicles. In many instances, brilliantly illuminating their surroundings and badly frightening the horses and superstitious of the party. A gentleman of Haral County, who was down in this section selling a crop of apples, had the same experience between this city and Dawson a few nights ago. He was on a leisurely drive along in a covered wagon when two immense fireballs seemed to rise as if by magic, roll across the road underneath the feet of his horses. So suddenly and so unexpected was this phenomenon, the team came to a near running away and tearing up the wagon. Bum bum bum! Ghost lights in the road! Ghost lights in the ditch! They're coming for you! That's, oh man, because uh, like, and I think this is the other thing that like maybe, if there's anybody listening who's like, okay, what, well, yeah, it's lights or whatever, it's, it's only because we're so used to driving at night and having like yeah. artificial light, literally like the flip of a switch away or like in our phone or like you, you click a button on your watch and it lights up. And I think that's the other thing too, like. Okay, sure, during these time periods, yeah, there was, like, candlelight and things like that and fires and things. But when it was nighttime, outside of the moon and the stars, like, that was it. It was just so yeah. dark. And then you're riding your horse. You were at a party. You maybe had a little bit to drink, whatever. And then you had to see, like, all these, like, flames. Like, 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 like all the well, not flames, but all these lights, all these embers kind of gather around and they're freaking out your horse and all that. Yeah, that's, that's freaky as shit. Oh yeah, Woo. and just I, I, and I don't even I don't even have anything for this. I don't know what this could possibly be. You know, we talked yeah. before about ball lightning and how that behaves weirdly, but I, this was on clear nights. These things come out during clear nights, and it's just a th right. they hung out on the road and decided to fuck with horses. I man, did, did, did it did it mention like 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 color? Did it say what color? Um. Wearing? Not in those. The one, the second one, I want to say it said it was a fireball. Yeah. So, so like, I, can look I don't again. know, maybe like kind of a red, because because that would, I think that could be a clue. But oh man, yeah. But then just to have no, it doesn't really give a okay color. Just they they're just calling them balls of fire and sparks. But by and large, they say that they're these are like blue white light. Okay. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, uh, that's so wild. That's so wild. Yeah. So moving away from, I guess, the little bit of American history there, mm -hmm. we're going to go to Thailand. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We're going to go to a, a deal called the Naga Lights. Mm. Or the, oh God, and I wrote this out phonetically and I bet I'm saying it wrong. Sorry, Thai listeners. Bung Phai Phaiak Phaiak There you go. I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, these are balls of specifically red fire. They range from size between like just a little bit of a spark, just a little pep of light to basketball size. And they come shooting up out of the Mekong River. They rise upwards into the air a couple hundred meters and then they just disappear. <laughs> and sometimes when these things are going off, you can see thousands of them at a time. 
That's oh my god! What what? This phenomenon is most active in October during a Buddhist festival, <sighs> and so maybe that's the thing. There's also the the local legend says that this is caused by the great serpent Naga that lives inside of the Mekong River. I oh man! I uh, what could it be? What could it be? Well, and see, this one's weird because you don't get balls of fire that rocket up out of water and go into the sky. And some haters say that, so this occurs during Buddhist, the, the Buddhist celebration in October, and I can't think of the name of it offhand, but it happens in October, and it's people firing tracer rounds. And, you know, you've seen tracer rounds. It's the bullets, and they have the uh, tip, and you can see them glow off into the distance. So you can shoot those up into the air, and they rise real rapidly, but you would hear the gunfire reports. You know, you would hear these rounds being fired off. It's not flare mm. guns because of, like, a flare gun, you know, shoots up and arcs and then explodes. That's not what these are doing. These are big balls. They're fully realized balls that fly up into the air just wildly. It's it's crazy. We don't really have an explanation for them. They're just, it's just a thing. I, oh, man. Yeah, that could be, it's okay, so these are the Naga lights? That's what they're kind Naga of? Naga lights, yeah. I mean, okay. Here's, I just just because I'm just because I have to see here. Is there yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah. Is there anything on YouTube about the Naga lights? I saw videos going. Is this what the Naga lights are? But I couldn't find actual Naga light footage. Oh, okay, you couldn't like see the actual phenomenon. Like, there's like some stuff, but it looks like it's really just very clearly video edited. Right. Yeah. Like, I, the light uh, is too high def to, like, match what it's doing and stuff like that. Okay, so, listeners, uh, part two of our of our uh, Two Wizards on the Road podcast. Yes, we're going to go to Marfa, Texas, and then we got to go to Thailand. And, Hell yeah. Uh, we'll make it happen. And, and we can report back to you, and we'll describe what we're seeing, but we're not going to take a video of it. No, no way. <laughs> I just love that well, idea. It's yeah, like, like, oh, wow, this is incredible. I, w- I wish you could see this. Tune in to our next podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this God. is when we announce our like YouTube channel launch, and this is how we right. have the Patreon channel and all that yeah. shit. Yeah, that'll be... Maybe that's the good feeling about 2022 that I'm, that I'm picking up on. Like, oh, yeah, here's where we catch up to the year uh, 2015 and get a get a YouTube channel for our podcast. <laughs> Find me on Periscope. Yeah. <laughs> and MySpace at Marky MySpace. underscore Stardust. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So so you also said that like this was part of like or it wasn't part of, but it would often occur during a Buddhist it- festival? Give me yeah, give me five seconds. I'll just I'm just gonna look up the name of this festival because it's gonna bug me otherwise. Yeah, yeah. If this were a regular thing or a semi-regular thing, that is, I would imagine somehow kind of like tied to the calendar. If it's like a yearly thing or roughly a yearly thing. Well, so you can go to the Wikipedia page right now and pull it up, and there's pictures of like Naga light trails in the sky, but it just it looks like bad light pollution. Hmm. So uh, the fireballs are most reported around the night of Wan Ok Fasan at the end of the Buddhist Lent in late October. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. No, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page, and right now, like, I look, it's like bullshit. I can clearly see a dude lighting fireworks, but it's like, like, no, not that one. The other ones are the lights, not the guy lighting. <laughs> not fireworks. him, the other guy. Okay. Because <laughs> in a split second, I was gonna be like, God damn it, Mark. <laughs> think, Mark. Think. Think, Mark. Think. This guy is clearly lighting a firework. <laughs> There's you, l- luminous, uh, spunky Josh, just yeah. punching me. Look what they have to do to replicate a fraction of yeah. my glowiness. <laughs> Guy lighting fireworks. <laughs> like, all right, Mark, back to the bog you go. <laughs> Damn oh, it. Jo- Josh. Oh. <laughs> back in the swamp. Moving on from Thailand and the Nogalites, because, yeah, they're fun, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There's I, there's not enough on them to know anything about them. We have Why? another thing that we don't know enough about, but it still bears mentioning. It's called the Charbadi, and these come out of India. They're found along the Bonri gla- grassland, and this is a seasonal wetland. Mm. And what these, these are a little bit different. These kind of shake it up a bit. These are bright blue, red, or yellow balls of light that also manifest in, like, a pear shape. Interesting. And they will go between 2 and 10 feet high off the ground. And people who see these just say that they... People who see these say that they will sneak up on them. They will play hide-and-seek. The lights will play hide-and-seek with them. So the lights will let you see them. Then they'll, like, duck behind something. You'll go investigate, and they'll pop out at you. And apparently it's a thing. But it's just (laughs) so well... It's just a thing that occurs here. Mm -hmm. And because this is... Without giving away the ending, because it's on seasonal wetland, yeah, this is probably just, once again, swamp gas. And it can't be once again because we haven't really gotten into that yet. But Oh, yeah. But, but these things yeah. exist and occur so frequently, it's just part of it. But because this region is kind of isolated and not really that... They don't get a lot of contact, so tons of people see them. But they don't really talk about it because it's just kind of local to the region. It's no different than seeing a deer in your front yard in Alamosa, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in, in San Luis Valley, we have mule deer just taking over. Uh, here in Columbus, yeah, for that hot minute, we had, like, the ladybugs. And then, of course, we also have brood X every 17 years, which is kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, in Southeast Asia, they just have, uh, yeah, just, like, glowing lights that play hide-and-seek with you. And... <laughs> You don't think twice of it. <laughs> and it gives me the chance to coin this phrase, luminous Indian chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay, so so this was in... Uh, what, what, what region was this kind of found in again? Okay, so this, if I'm doing it right, is... It's along the Pakistan border, I guess. Give me, give me three seconds. Sorry. Okay. No. Yeah. I yeah, gotta find that, the notes. That's fine. Damn it, Josh! You're not supposed to ask me questions. No. It's, no. <laughs> uh, no this sorry. is on the. Uh, this is on the Indian-Pakistan border. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Because um, uh, some of my other uh, theater grad student colleagues, they're they're from India, but I think different parts. Because otherwise, you had the guy from Kerala. Yeah. Yeah, for we the were, you were gonna, or we weren't going to ask him about it, but yeah, the talking about the raining fish and stuff. They had that big uh, fish fall in Kerala. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so but yeah, yeah I, I so uh, and yeah, he graduated. And I, I kind of keep in touch with him. Um, 
But yeah, and then we have another, there's another student. I forget where she and her family are mostly from. I don't know, maybe, yeah, because she was even going to go to India for winter break. And then, who knows, maybe when she comes back, be like, oh yeah, I saw the the cheer, cheer body and uh, that's, just our, that's just our local thing. <laughs> That would be yeah. badass. I would, I would, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. That'd be badass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you kind of already hit it, but I already have it in my notes, and I think it bears repeating. Josh, we're going to wave and say konbanwa to Juan Yudo, the flaming head <laughs> mm-hmm. in a wagon wheel. So flaming head in a wheel, right? It's mm-hmm. a uh, fireball in a wheel. It's uki spooky, and it's a yokai and probably bullshit, right? Right. Until we crack open our wonders in the sky... Uh, unexplained aerial objects from antiquity and modern times by Jacques Vallée and Chris Abeck. And we read that in March of 1783 in Japan, for several days, people reported luminous objects flying north to south just over their rooftops. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so, well, it's, oh man, if they're flying just over their rooftops, and uh, the. Yeah, there are flying squirrels of types there in Japan, right? Yeah, totally. So yeah, it's just luminous flying squirrels. Luminous Japanese flying <laughs> squirrels. Uh, that would be a great ska band name, too. But, um, well, th- so the other very famous um, or well-known sort of Japanese will-of-the-wisp uh, mysterious light thing are the Shiranui um Mm-hmm. Which and again, those are also just sort of like things that kind of like balls of fire that just kind of float in the distance. Sometimes I think mostly aren't they at sea? Aren't they? Aren't they mostly at sea? I think yeah, they're supposed to be like ocean ghost lights, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they're yeah. ocean ghost lights. Uh, but also, kids, be very careful. As Mark and I have just done, you know, we double check and we look up things. Uh, just be very careful when you type uh, Shiranui into your uh, image search. Because there's also a uh, fighting video game character named Mai Shiranui, uh, and she has really big boobs. And, <laughs> you know, you don't want it to be like, yeah, like your parents come in and be like, hey, son, how are you, are you listening to the Two Wizards podcast? And then, and then they see this voluptuous um, fighting game character on your computer monitor. And then you have to have a weird conversation. He's like, no, mom, it was the episode about mysterious floating lights. The second part, I'm not looking up hentai. No, mom. Ow. Um, <laughs> so just, just be careful. Put that, put that safe search careful. on. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you'll just have like, uh, gifts of, um, you know, like 16 bit bouncing booby sprites. And, if that's your thing, great. If that's your thing, great. But just, again, like, for, forewarned is forearmed, I guess. <laughs> isn't, isn't that a saying, getting caught in the headlights? That, yep. When, when you get caught looking at a girl's chest, you get stuck I in think, the head, or got getting caught in the headlights? I Something think that's like that. right. Yeah, well, and, and, and also, yeah. uh, there's that, that, that's kind of a plot, uh, a plot device in an episode of Seinfeld. And... Jerry at least tells George, who's caught. Uh, Jerry says, "Like no, like it's looking at the sun. You don't stare right at it. You don't stare right at. It. You kind of glance and look away. You get a general impression." <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe that's also yeah, maybe that's also part of it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and in Okami, great video game, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, character, the player character Amaterasu. Also, kind of like uh, uh, the the like townspeople 
call her Shiranui because like she's kind of a like ghostly light that's running off in the distance. So that's kind of her like nickname for a bit too. So yeah, okay. right on. All things Shiranui. If it's all things, if it's <laughs> Okami or Opai. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sorry. This um, this great great air bison is kind of it's going down a lot smoother now. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm feeling pretty squirrely. I, I am, it's been I a am. minute since I had a uh, great white buffalo, and yeah, I'm, yeah, we might even say <laughs> luminously squirrely at that. So I'm glowing. It's like Josh, why are you on the roof with our flashlights? Don't worry, don't worry, Mrs. Wizard. I'm just feeling luminously squirrely. I had some air bisons. I don't know. Is that English? <laughs> Jumping off and crashing through the trees. And okay, blah, blah, blah. Dash focus. Away, dash away, yeah, dash, dash away, dash away, Josh. <laughs> okay, all right. And now all right. on Gershon, on Yokai, on. <laughs> On loose robes, and the next best rhyme here is I is horned up for mayhem, I suppose. <laughs> oh boy, oh man, okay, oof. And all right. bisons to all, and to all a bam bam. <laughs> you know, Quincy and Gershon and our Mrs. Wizards. Uh, who else? Who are some other characters? Uh, um, Doctor um, Calhoun um, um, um. and um, God, Josh, we have so many of these. I know we have so many of these, but then we're we're totally blanking. And or or just or or like the authors that you quote all all the time too. Um, um, Adam Benedict, Jacques Vallée, yeah. uh, John Lemay. Um. <laughs> okay, all right. So, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm getting squirrely. I'm also getting squirrely. Okay. Um, and our Mrs. Wizards. Um, <laughs> Oh, I, I got nothing. I don't know. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, we can. <laughs> I was, we, we gonna, can I was trying this. to do one too. We can. We, we can cut this out. Just, uh, just, okay. I like it. I, I like. We are very clear. We are very clearly lit up. It's yeah, all right. We we're we're rounding out here. We're rounding out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are also lit um, up, just like you're saying. <laughs> we are. We are. We are lit up. We're, we're going to okay. come back to America real quick. Yes. Yes. We're going to go back to oddities and print. Um, this comes from the Dallas Daily Chronicle, October ten. 1896 out of Oregon. Headline, a mysterious light that hangs in West Virginia Canyon. An old time West Virginia wonder is causing quite a discussion among the reading and thinking people of Wyoming and its adjoining counties. The wonder is referred to as a mysterious light, which has since, which has been known since almost prehistoric times as Wago Owenhan. The phenomenal light, it says the St. Louis Republic, appears to emanate from a certain spot on the precipitous sides of the Great Pat West Canyon. It casts its ghostly sheen across the waters of the river, lighting its surroundings not with a sickly pale white light, but with a phosphorescent glow of sufficient brightness to make the reading of a newspaper a book possible in the darkest night. Na na na, because America always does it bigger and better than you. Right. Suck yeah. it, Britain. Yeah. God, <laughs> yeah, you call that little spunky lantern bright? Here's here's what we got. Woo, a West Virginia ghost light. <laughs> <laughs> but it's West Virginia Canyon in Wyoming. I read that five times, Josh, no, and I was sure 
that that was in taking place in West Virginia, and I was going to draw it to the Brown Mountain Lights in Carolina, but son of a bitch, if it ain't in Wyoming, and Mm. nothing wrong with me. Finally, final point of ooky, spooky, eerie light cases for the night comes from South America, and I'm also taking a pause here to let you know that I am dipping into... Oh, fuck, I grabbed Spiced Apple. Oh, no. Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, I can even... Okay, well, I'm going in my last one. This is my uh, Buffalo brand rocket fuel. Yep. This is Spice, Spice Baby, Spiced Apple, Spice Truly Cider with Fireball in it. Just switch switch around a touch, and here we go. Cheers, buddy. Oh, cheers. Mm. Huh. It's uh, it's pretty good. I, w- I was gonna say like it's maybe actually, maybe the extra. It's cinnamon. actually really good. Spiked apple and cinnamon. Yeah, it's kind of. It's like a gross lollipop that I'm all right with. Yeah. Almost it wants to be a caramel apple sucker, but it can't quite figure out how to do that. Right. Yeah. And the, the closest it landed on was cinnamon. Or I guess kind of like an apple pie, kind of? Maybe like an apple, apple pie? pie kind of thing? Almost, but it's that fake apple taste. Right. Right. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. All right. Anyway. So the last one that I just want to talk about for, like, I guess you'd call it case study. I mentioned earlier Spanish Wikipedia, so this section's going to be a little rocky because it was <laughs> translated from Spanish Wikipedia. <laughs> but this is a deal called the Luz Mala, or the Bad Light. Hmm. Uh, these are found in Argentina, Chile, and Uruguay. And same deal as always, it's it's just a bright light that appears at light at night. It will move if it can, but these will chase people. And these are said to be a little bit more, I guess you could call it like nasty and or malicious. Mm. Where like the the cheer body were just happy to be you know luminous indian chipmunks these are like argentinian luminous ant eaters of dickishness i don't uh, know okay okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they will chase you around and they are said to have come from the soul of a person who did not receive a proper christian burial man why you got to right see that's why i rounded out with that cuz it's kind of boring <laughs> Well, but and, you know what, yeah. Josh? Figure Christianity has been established in South America, in Argentina, Chile, and Uruguay since what? We could probably say safely the 1500s. Yeah. So if nothing else, man, we got like at least 600, like 550-ish years mm-hmm. of their crap. Like, true. It's just yeah. part of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- and and th- and, and, and you know, like that's we have point. like we are moving into Christmas right now, mm-hmm. which is itself the bastard of a Roman holiday about gift giving and butt sex. <laughs> so who's to say that like the Luz Mala wasn't something super cool to the to the Incans, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are definitely uh, having this come to us through some ideological filters. So Maybe it wasn't always a loose mala. Maybe sometimes it was a loose buena. Or a loose uh, contenta. It was just like, all right, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. And then, yeah, it's the, the conquistadors came along and said, no, es no bueno. Now <laughs> to paint it in a negative light. I don't know. Well, like, uh, like negative light. Ah, uh, there, there it is. Uh. Um, I, I mean, are there any cases of it like leading people into bogs or 
setting people's feet on fire? Like, is it known for being m mischievous and like causing causing harm and stuff like that? Or it'll chase you. You'll get hurt running away from it. Like, okay. okay. These aren't so much a come follow me as they are a get the fuck out of my yard. <laughs> it kind of seems like. Okay, I can. I can where see where the other ones were trying to get you into the swamp, the Luz Mala are the Shreks, and they want you out of their swamp. That, yep, that makes sense. That seems that seems a, a appropriate. Yeah, in in to my drunk buffalo addled brain, that makes perfect sense. But Josh, what causes this shit? I know that this is what is foremost on your mind right yes. now. What is it? What, Everybody what sees them. Everybody has them. The long and short is we're not entirely sure, but we're pretty goddamn sure it is nothing more than swamp gas. Yeah, just swamp gas. That's okay. right. Farts up out of the earth. Yeah. Well, and the the most widely accepted idea is that this swamp gas is two-thirds methane and one-third carbon dioxide. It's created by the breakdown of organic materials. Uh, methane is lighter than air, so methane floats. Mm -hmm. And it also burns blue, and it will give off a yellow light. But it's also a dim yellow light. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, and and the gas, and and then, and then like the ignition of it, because you know, Josh, that shit just doesn't light on fire is a deal called phosphine, which is when phosphate breaks down, and for some reason it ignites. But we've known that this shit exists in 1792. Oh, well. People who were researching Will of the Wisps in the 1700s, they knew that this shit was swamp gas, but we still talked about it as like, this is a thing that exists. And quite frankly, if you go chase after a blue ball of fire in a swamp, you're a dumb son of a bitch because you're seeing it at night, you're going to fall in the swamp and you're going to fucking die. Yeah. Like, as with all things to wizard, don't do the thing, you're going to die if you do it. Yeah. Stay home. <laughs> yeah. And... and also, with, with with many other things, to to wizards, um, yeah. What if you're walking along? If you're a person in yeah the 1700s, or in pre-Columbian South America, or even just today, if you're walking along, or if you're in India walking by this floodplain or whatever, and, and these and these happens here, I don't think your first instinct is going to be, oh wow, look at that interesting combustion of natural gas and uh, surely there must have been the phosphate ignition here that's not your first thought your first thought is holy fuck and then you get it and you get the hell out of there and so i think yeah. just i think the way that like how how we experience it the like phenomenology of yeah there's just natural gas everywhere there's there, there's swamp gas everywhere and everybody goes through it and we all have that kind of shared experience uh, and then, hey, cool! Some dudes like coming into the 19th century. They kind of they have a pretty good idea of, of what this is. But yeah, like phenomenology, the, the the phenomenologically, yeah, it's like holy shit! It's a little goblin who's gonna like lure me to my death <laughs> or is chasing me. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but some of that doesn't add up, Josh, because okay. a lot of these say that they are fast. A lot of these say that. They will divert course mm -hmm. and do weird shit. So Hide there might be trees. one other explanation. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Might cool. be one other. You remember last week we talked about maybe one of the causes of the Min-Min lights would be an infection of bioluminescence on owls. Right, right. 
Come to find out, such a bioluminescent infection can exist in a form of something called foxfire. <gasps> which is glow-in-the-dark mushrooms. Oh, dang. The idea is such that something gets into this, picks up some of the foxfire, and carries it on their bo- on its body. This would account for, like, this thing flew over my head. This thing ran under my cart. Literally, the idea would be that it is like a rabbit or some shit that got into some foxfire. It's dark on a carriage road in the middle of the goddamn night, and you're already hot, half-cocked drunk. Did you see a giant ball of fire? No. But there was a rabbit that ran by that had foxfire on it. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That. As good of explanation as Swamp Gas, to be perfectly honest. Like... Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and and yes, to your, to your point, too, that... Uh, yeah, not all of these accounts are of, like, static, s- slow burning, whatever. No, they're 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 zipping around, they're darting around. And, uh, yeah, maybe if you are that rabbit, uh, and you're kind of freaked out, like, shit, why am I glowing? And then, yeah, you're kind of running around like crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not necessarily going to just go hang out in your warren and, like, burrow. Uh, no, you're, you're going to kind of get freaked out and... Say like, oh, they're no, kicking the- your ass out. You're keeping everybody up. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> Harvey's glowing again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's too good. That's too. Well, I, I guess the other, the, the only other thing that I was going to ask is like, because we both, in part one, we shared our experiences of seeing like weird, like flying lights. Um, mm-hmm. But have you had any experiences with like weird lights, like closer to you, closer walking along? I don't know, like the river, the river, the Rio Grande there, or I mean, we kind of have like like wetlands, kind of marshy stuff. But I honestly, after going through this, man, dude, Alamosa seems like the perfect spot for this. The Rio is slow moving and mm-hmm. real low right now. Mm-hmm. I. I'm sure that I wouldn't, but I almost kind of wonder if I would. And we talked about again last week, yeah, like, there are cases of, you know, ghost lights in the valley. Uh-huh. So who's to say that there's just, you know, that's that's happening down here, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I have not had any, either uh, growing up there in the valley, and I haven't really had, experienced anything like that out, out uh, in the Midwest here, but... Um, but yeah, I, but but the fact that this is happening all over the world, all sorts of different times, um, and the and so many of them are located by by bodies of water too, be they mm-hmm. swamps or rivers or floodplains or uh, whatever. But um, yeah, this is this is clearly a thing. This is clearly a thing that happens, and maybe we have an idea or two about what causes this thing. But yeah, going back to my point. The, the, the more important element is that this thing happens. And this is something that we get to, like, share and talk about. And, yeah, yeah say this is, this is what it's like to live on this silly uh, planet that uh, farts at us all the time. And then sometimes it'll spontaneously combust and freak out a Dutchman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, if you can do anything in this life, it should be to freak out a Dutchman, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> uh, if or if there's anything else to do in this life is, listeners, we Mark and I came up with our versions of great buffalo drinks, uh, and I I think I landed on a winner here. Like it took me a while. I still don't think I'm gonna add onion powder 
or maybe I'll mix up another one because um, we have week three. We have our week three uh, Christmas challenge that we still need to do. Yeah. So following hot on the heels of this. Yeah. Hot on the heels of this. Uh, so who knows? Maybe. maybe so. But but tell us. Tell us your experiences. Let us know. Um, have, have you seen any of these uh, mostly friendlier, but sometimes kind of naughty uh, ground mysterious lights? Uh, do you have an idea for a buffalo drink that has fireball and maybe something sprink- sprinkled on top? Doesn't have to. Uh, let us know. We love to hear from you, and uh, you can you can do that a couple different ways. You can send an email to two wizards podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at two wizards pod c one. Uh, I'm on Twitter at plaid barbarian and Mark. I am on Twitter at Marky Stardust, and you can also find me on my other podcast, The Dangled Podcast, a weekly King of the Hill review show where me and a buddy Johnny talk about if King of the Hill is still any good or not. And, man, so far it's still really great. <laughs> right. Well, uh, what what season? So right now um, we are wrapping season two going into season three. Mm. Um I think next week we do the three-parter, and then we'll have Propane Boom the following week. Okay, I got you. That's the one where the Megalomart blows up. But right right now we're into some – oh, man, we are into, like – this is the, like, bright, shining light of King of the Hill, and we're not into the Luz Mala of Season 6. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think think you're you're entering that – yeah, that – those, like, few pinnacle years and – We'll see where it goes from there. Maybe there's a strange floating light to guide you along the way. or And, and then you just end up in a bog. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we ought to say this now because, well, this one's going to come out closer to Christmas than the other one. And I hope no one mm-hmm. listens to the other one without listening to the other ones first. So, listeners and Josh, I hope all of you had a super happy holiday. It was safe. It was fun. You ate too much. Maybe you drank too much and maybe you got some really cool shit. And I hope you got to see people that you cared about and love. Absolutely. Yes. Very, very much in the spirit of two wizards. And uh, yeah, everybody uh, have, have great holidays. Be, be, be merry, be safe, uh, be bright. Like all these lights that we've been talking about. Uh, And uh, yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll catch you around next time. Also keep an eye out. Uh, Mark and I are going to record this right now. Our next batch of good and terrible, and in my instance, just strange, strange holiday movies. Um, And Christmas Challenge Part 3. I'm Josh and I'm a wizard. I'm Mark and I'm a wizard. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed the...